that their play on the field put them toward the back of the line. Kaiser doesn't see him. Ball is out. There always seems to be one team further behind. All right, gang, welcome to the Brown Notes podcast, where we let them rip on the Cleveland Browns. My name is Scott, and this is Rico, and we've got the schedule game to play. The way, way too early, battered Browns fan, absolutely no analytical sense to this whatsoever schedule game. But first, the Browns made another move. Um, they got another defensive pass rusher, the guy from Minnesota, Zadarius Smith. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but we have to. So this guy, he was with Green Bay first, kind of things didn't kind of didn't work out there. He wound up in Minnesota, um, last year he, through the first 10 games, he had 10 sacks and 10 games, and then he got hurt. And then he kind of disappeared after that. So this is kind of like a common combo platter of didn't want to be there anymore. Hurt. He's 30 years old and it's a cap move. So the, so Andrew Barry essentially, and so I, I heard a guy um, from Minnesota say that he could be a locker room problem if his mind isn't in the right place, but Andrew Barry traded a bag of donuts for this guy. Um, they swapped two five, fifth round picks for a sixth and a seventh, and this guy. So he basically gave away nothing for this dude. So um, his specialty is finding, standing up, and finding a space in between the defensive linemen. He's not he's not an outside guy like Miles Garrett is. He's like a find a find a crack in the in in the interior standing up and he kind of finds the weakness and kind of goes that way. So everybody I mean, a lot of people really like this trade. Um, I want to see if you had any thoughts on it, if you even knew about it, first of all, since you don't follow the Browns in the offseason. I did know about it. Thank you, smart ass. <laughs> um, I love it. I mean, you're talking about a three time pro bowler, double digit sack guy. You're talking about a guy that's going to be here for a year. He's playing for a contract, so that's right where you want him, right? Yep. That's incentivized. Yep. I love it. I love the aggression, and I love the fact that even though the offseason had kind of ended, you know, with free agency in the draft, not for Andrew Barry. He's still looking for ways and being aggressive in attempting to improve this team interesting that it happened like right after the schedule release too <laughs> i know <laughs> funny know? funny well there was i heard I, I don't remember who i heard but i heard somebody say that this could have gone down during the draft but for some reason it took longer than that but it is funny that it came out the way let me ask you two questions about this question one is um in no particular order 
Question one is, do you think Andrew Barry would have gone to this degree to revamp the defense had Joe Woods still been here? That's my first question. Um, Maybe, okay, you're saying degree. So I'm going like to say to maybe, this extent. maybe not to this degree because I think a lot of this is being dictated by the shopping list that Jim Schwartz has provided. Um. Go ahead with your next question. Um, I heard a, I heard an interesting question on the radio a little bit ago, and I wanted to ask it in a different way. The Spencer German asked the question, is Jim Swartz the most important move the Browns have made this offseason? But I kind of want to expand that a little bit. What do you think the most important move they, they have made this offseason? Maybe it's him. Maybe it's something different. What do you think is the most important move they've made this offseason? Singular move. A singular event? Event, move, acquisition, you know, whatever. Like Spencer German thinks that it was the hiring of Jim Swartz, which you couldn't go wrong. That's not an incorrect answer if you said that. It's, it's not, but you really, I mean, these kind of questions oversimplify what ultimately are a lot True. of moving parts and a very complex kind of situation. You could say Jim Schwartz, but then if you gave him the exact same defense that Joe Woods had last year, the results might be slightly better, but that defense had some structural, foundational, philosophical problems that needed to be fixed. So you could say singular move. Could I say size as a singular move? You know, I mean, can I do that or do I have to name a specific player or coach? I mean, I guess I'm saying there's too many moving parts too, and there were too many problems with the seven and 10 team for it to be a singular move. I think Andrew Barry has been, and I am not a honk. So when I say this, this isn't some rose colored glasses, you know, uh, googly-eyed C-Town fan who just hates any negativity around the team. I love negativity. I feel great about what Andrew Barry has done the entire offseason. So can I say the one singular move maybe was, I don't know, Andrew Barry woke up. I mean, could that be it? <laughs> that You know what? There's. I don't think there really is a wrong answer here, but I think the most correct answer is what you said it's a, it's an amalgamation of a lot of different things and yeah maybe you can sum it up by saying he saw what he needed to do and did it and so that's actually a really good answer well let me flip the uh, script on you i don't want to yeah. spend too much time on zadarius smith but yep. you asked me how i felt about it and i think our listeners they don't want to know what some dummy who doesn't even pay attention knows <laughs> they or thinks they want to know what you think who you do pay attention so how do you feel about this move are you as um, excited as i am the zadarius smith move uh that would honestly honestly i don't Everything that I know about this guy, I've learned over the past couple of days after I learned about the move. Um, he's 30 years old. He He's really talented. Um, I feel they, The one guy I was talking about last year where he's like this super, you know, the right as rain, happy-go-lucky, everything's good with the world and, until he got hurt. And then, like, he disappeared off the face of the earth and didn't even travel with the team in the playoffs. And so he's kind of 
that's a tricky person to like when everything's good it's great but when there's a little bit of adversity he disappears it appears as if that's the deal with this guy if they can kind of reel that in a little bit i'm kind of lukewarm on the guy because a guy that is man i don't want to say this the right way when when things are good he's great but when things are bad he's not so great that's a lot of that's kind of the the he doesn't have the mental wherewithal to be able to deal with adversity in the way I think people think that maybe he should, and that's why they mentioned it. If he didn't have an um, um, uh, an issue with dealing with adversity, then they wouldn't even have brought that up. So I think people feel like maybe he has a problem dealing with adversity. That could be a gigantic problem because what we don't want is another we don't want another wet blanket like Jadavian Clowney that are bringing down the young guys that we're trying to establish culture with. So on paper, there's that fucking on paper thing again. On paper, I think it's a really good move, but the reality is we're not going to know who this guy really is until he faces a little bit of adversity and we find out who he really is, if that makes sense. So I'm going to press pause. I'm cautiously optimistic on this guy, but we'll see. Well, I think, again, every the past couple of years, we've seen locker room issues become issues. So I appreciate that perspective, but I also feel like that's why Jim Schwartz is here, that stronger yep. presence, that stronger leadership, almost as a even, even a pseudo head coach kind of figure in the locker room. A little more gravitas. Again, I, I think that's going to help hopefully quell some of that. And also, I think this unit is just going to be better. So you're not going to have guys standing around pointing fingers, which just breeds kind of discontent and makes the locker room frustrated and upset. But, hey, let's move on to the schedule, can we? Yeah, this is uh, fucking the most important thing this offseason is the schedule release. I mean more important than the Super Bowl, more important than the fucking draft, Scott. The fucking 2023 NFL schedule. Here it is. So let me pull it up. When I first go ahead, you go first while I'm pulling this up. Can I make a confession? Please. I am looking at the Cleveland Browns 2023 schedule for the first time right now. At a baby. I love it. Right now. I love now, it. Now, of course, I'm not living under a rock. I'm aware of the first month of the season. <laughs> yeah, I've right. heard about it. I know about yeah. the early buy, but this is the first time I'm actually looking at the thing and seeing it in its totality, seeing the logos. I'm looking at it on clevelandbrowns.com for the first time, taking it all in. I purposely refuse to succumb to the NFL making an event out of the schedule release. And I told the NFL in my brain to myself, I looked Roger Goodell in the eye and I said, hey, buddy, I'll look at the schedule when I damn well feel like looking <laughs> at the schedule. <laughs> so when I first saw this, um, I, when I first saw the first few games, um, I, I kind of had a baby i kind of had a little mini meltdown about it um but and until i saw the the other teams in the afc north like uh like cincinnati i have their schedule too and cincinnati's first few games are rough too um and baltimore their first few games are not as rough as ours but 
um, of the four teams, we have the hardest first four games. There's there there's no doubt about it. So, man, does Kevin Stefanski make it past a uh, bye week? So let's go over this. So the game one is at home against the Bengals, Scott. So so uh, our friend uh, Tony Rizzo and the RBS was speculating correctly. Are we playing the game right now? Are we going to pick winners and losers? Um, do, do we want to do that right now, or do we want to do we want to highlight some 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 aspects of the schedule and then play the way too early schedule game? I like it. You go ahead. Yep, you right. go with it. So, so the first, so the the first four games are kind of top heavy. There's Pittsburgh and Cincinnati back to back game one and two. Then um, they kind of get a break with Tennessee, and then they come back and play Baltimore. So three out of the first four games are against division opponents and then there's the buy let me get your opinion on that first um well life comes at you fast <laughs> um you should note that three out of the first are at home and True. the only away game is week two but it is monday night football at pittsburgh which is never easy for the browns no um yeah this schedule is i think brutal and should the Browns start out at God forbid 0 and 4 or 1 and 3, that early buy becomes really interesting for Kevin Stefanski because I think that would be the opportunity that if you were going to make a change, you would still have three quarters of the season left. You've only gone through a month, and if you were going to make a change, it's a natural opportunity right there if the Browns stumble early. So I think. I think, and I, no hyperbole here, but I think Kevin Stefanski's future as coach of the Cleveland Browns will be determined in the first month of the season. And that's 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 what I was going to ask you. The rest of the schedule is pretty typical. Um, they the last two games are against the Jets and the Bengals. They don't finish in Pittsburgh um, this season. They they finish in since in Cincinnati this year. So, um, but really the the the. Can the Browns just go by what you said? Is it is it how real is it? Can the Browns play assy enough that Stefanski actually gets fired in the bye week? Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Do you think I'm nuts in saying that? Imagine a scenario where they're 0 and 4 or 1 and 3. If you had a bye in like week eight, you might not make a move, but you have a bye in week five, literally after finishing one month of the season. And if the team comes out of the gate, and completely stumbles and shits themselves. What if, Rico, what if the offense is inept and they're one and three? Man, and you've got and you've got three months of the season left. You've got an entire football season ahead of you. I think you have to make a decision. I'm not trying to call for people's jobs. I'm just saying that's a really juicy place to have a bye week if they come out of the gate slow and stumble out of the gate. That would be really tempting if I'm ownership to say, okay, Jim Schwartz, it's your team. Ride it out and see if you can get a Greg Williams to happen again. Yeah, so here's the way I feel what about that. What do you that. think? So I feel like with all the rigmarole about the offseason and all, all of the really great moves that we think Andrew Barry made to improve the roster, I feel like Andrew Barry is going to call Kevin Stefanski in his office here maybe in a day or two and say and 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 have a printout of the roster and he's going to slap it on his desk like this he's going to push it this to Kevin Stefanski and he say all right the hay's in the barn 
now it's up to you they let me just say this is just my own personal opinion here they had better come out guns a blazing my friend because if they don't come out guns a blazing and they poop themselves and wind up one three or some kind of debacle like that jimmy haslam was gonna fucking bring in a box himself and start emptying out stefanski's desk i'm telling you it's gonna happen and it better happen because there is no excuses anymore i don't care what he has to do to get this team ready to play game one but they better do it i want to see guns i want to say i want to see fireworks in the first quarter of the first game they have no choice dude Andrew Barry has done everything right with regard to retooling this roster. And Jimmy Haslam has done everything right in not firing Kevin Stefanski when maybe a lot of people think he should have because he deserves to get Deshaun Watson at the beginning of the season with the regular offseason. He deserves that, but he had better come out guns a blazing, my friend, because if he doesn't, woo, we're going to be on full red alert before the end of the first game. Well, let me say, dude, I mean, this, I think, and again, I'm going to sound like I am just like all hyperbolic, but I think this could be quite possibly the most talented Browns roster top to bottom since 1987. I really do. And, and I'll also say, and I said this during the season when we were podcasting, there was no reason, and I'm going to drop an F-bomb, there was no fucking reason for this team to be under 500 the last two years none the roster was way too talented i don't care about the quarterback injuries i don't care about the suspension they should have been able to manage this roster to a 500 record they should have been able to run the ball to a 500 record would they have done anything in the playoffs would they have maybe even made the playoffs no but the team should not have had a losing record the last two years. The roster was simply too talented for that. There's too much talent on the roster. Andrew Barry, if he does what you suggested and slaps that piece of paper down and slides it over to, to KS, it's to tell him, look, I've held up my end of the bargain. Let me ask you, man, where are the weak spots on this roster? Mm. Now, let's see. Left tackle, uh, linebacker. I was going to uh, say linebacker you could probably point to, but I'll also say linebacker is the defensive equivalent of the running back. It's a position that's been depreciated in value across the league because it's a passing league now. So the Browns, I think, de-emphasis on linebacker just reflects the the state of the league. You know, um, Good point. So, I mean, I, I really think where it matters, <laughs> I think the team is – you know, left tackle's legit. That's a good one. I think broadly, though, this team fucking stacked. I mean, I think this, as hard as the AFC is going to be this year, I don't think you can take your roster, and I don't think any team, not even the Bengals, can look and say, okay, we're ready to march back to the Super Bowl because Kansas City is in this conference and the conference is too damn talented. There's too many talented quarterbacks in the conference. So I think what you're trying to do is you're trying to say, I'm going to field a team that can hang with these big dogs. And I think the Browns have a team more than capable of hanging with the big dogs. And I'm talking about the Bengals, Kansas City, the big mammer jammers, Buffalo, 
the big time teams in this conference, I think this team is every bit as talented as those teams. And if coached well, should be able to go toe to toe with those teams. Am I nuts? You are not nuts. If you if you were an alien from Mars and I showed you and you just happen to know what football is, just go with me. So and I happen to show you their roster and and you had no none of the outside minutia that is affecting your decision making, right? You look at this fucking roster, just look at the roster, forget forget about everything else. This is a double digit win roster. Yes. Right right now yes. it's a double digit win yes. roster that if you if you if I showed you that or if you showed me that roster and said this is a double digit roster and they are a playoff team, I would say, well fuck yeah. I mean that's captain obvious stuff here. So they are a playoff double digit win roster right now. It's all on that dude that calls the plays and I'm telling you he better have his realtor on speed dial if he doesn't come out fucking guns a blazing quickly on this shit because nobody is going to nobody in that front office I'm telling you is going to have any patience at all with this. They want to see shit right now. I can I can guarantee you that. Agreed. And and rightfully so. Andrew Barry has done everything that anybody that anybody has asked of him in this offseason. He's done everything to retool that roster, to fill in all the cracks. He's filled in every single one of the cracks that they've had. Now it's all on that dude that calls the place. He is, man, man, oh man, Scott, if, if, if they're pooping themselves the first half of that first game, oh man, I'm telling you, people are going to start giving birth right in the stadium right there. What else you want to highlight in the schedule? Um, There's a pretty nice stretch here i think uh like two-thirds like in the middle-ish of the schedule i think they could go on a nice run um but why don't we just skip all the shenanigans oh i know what i want to ask you did you watch and if you said no it's okay but if no you have to go see it the browns schedule release video did you watch it no you have to go out of your way to watch it it's in it's a cartoon in and it's um it's in the in the uh, the theme is professional wrestling, and they've got um, Nathan Zagura and the Miz are com are, are like commentating, and the Brownie Elf like each each uh, team has a guy that I can comes see in, it. and uh, and the Brownie Elf does some like finishing move on the guy and kicks his ass, and then the next guy comes in. It's pretty funny actually, so you have to see it. Um, it's pretty funny. I can um, see so, all the cartoon characters yeah. on the schedule here. Each one of those guys is represents one of the teams that they're playing. Um, it's pretty fun. Anyway, why don't we just cut to the chase and just get to the to the to the way too early schedule game? You ready for that? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So, without further ado, game one, Cincinnati against Cleveland in Cleveland. I'm going to give you the time, too, because sometimes the time of the game might be a factor. This is a 1 p.m. game in Cleveland, September 10th. What do you got? When? Whoa. I'm 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 saying that they're going to lose that one. So so you got a loss and uh, I'm going to make an X for you and I'm going to make a slash for me. OK, game two. I said at when? Pit, right. You said no, I'm I'm keeping track of, you know, totals. All right, so I said loss. You say win. 
So we, we don't agree on that, but that's okay. Game two, Monday night in Pittsburgh. Lost. Yeah. I, 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 uh, Monday night, they, they, they can't win in Pittsburgh. I'm, they're 0-2. Um, you, you've got them 1-1. One one. Okay. Uh, game three, 1 p.m. at home against the Titans. Win. Yep, that's a win. All right, game four at home, 1 p.m. against Baltimore Ravens. Win. All right. All right, I have them. I have them. I'm, I have them winning against Baltimore. So at the bye, I've got them one and three, and you've got them three and one. Yes, sir. So. If if I'm right, we're on full red alert. I hope I'm wrong. After the bye, at home, 1 p.m., San Francisco. San Francisco's going all the way across. They, they got the big travel. They're coming to Cleveland. San Francisco, they're a great team without a quarterback. Win. Win. I have them also winning that game. I think they're going to win that one. Um, next, at Indianapolis. That's a win for me. Win. Win. All right. Next, Browns are traveling to Seattle. I think they're going to lose this one. Yep, I have it as a loss, too. Okay. All right. Then they go, where am I here? Uh, They go back home against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are terrible. That's a win for me. That terrible contract that they gave Kyler Murray. What do you got? Win. Win. Okay. So then we go. At Baltimore, that's a loss for me. Yep, loss. All right. Uh, then we go back home against Pittsburgh. 1 p.m. November nineteenth. Yeah, I think they're they're not going to get they're not going to yeah they're going to win that one. Um, at Denver, ooh, new coach Russell Wilson in his second year in Denver with a new coach. What do you got? Loss. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on that one. Um, then they go all the way to Los Angeles. They go from Denver to Los Angeles. Now, here's what's interesting about this. I heard that they're going to go right from Denver. Yep. They're going to go right to L.A. and spend a week in L.A., and then they're going to play the Rams. So they're not necessarily going to have the – They'll be acclimated to the time zone, but they're not going to be in their own beds for a week. So I don't, and it's the Rams. The Rams haven't been quite as good since they won the Super Bowl. I don't know. What do you got? They could have a healthy Matt Stafford, though, at this time, right? Uh, I, I think he, it's safe to assume he'll be healthy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with a loss. Yeah. I think I'm going to, too. That's going to be a tough trip for them. Um, at home against, the, the Jacksonville Brits. Hmm. 1 p.m. So they go from L.A. back home. They're going to play Jacksonville. Jacksonville on everybody's power boards. Yeah. Pow- power rankings are, are all they're, he's They're higher than Cleveland on every board. Yep. I'm going to go with a win here. Uh, I think I am, too, actually. Um, Then we've got a flex game against the Bears at home against the Bears. They're going to win that. Win. All right. Then we've got um, in Houston, 
I think it's going to be a win for me, for me. All right. Then we've got at home against the Jets, Aaron Rodgers. Prime time. This is a prime time game. This is their Thursday night game, I think. Uh, let's go with the win. I'm going to go Deshaun Watson. I'm going to go with the loss on that. Then here's the here's the tricky one. This is a flex game, TBD in Cincinnati. So if Cincinnati has the division wrapped up, they're not going to be playing anybody. But if it's close, then they'll be playing everybody. So what say you? Uh, they're going to need to win because the Browns are going to have a good record in the division. So I'm going to go with a Bengals win. Bengals Browns lose. Win. I am uh, I am going to say the same thing. So I have them getting swept by the Bengals, actually. All right. So let's tally. One, two, three. Eight. Holy Christ. I have them with a losing record, Scott. I have them going eight and nine. And looking for a new coach at the end of the season. Yikes. And did I count mine right? Do I have them winning 11 games? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You sure do. You have them going 11 and six. And and probably a playoff berth. I'll take it. Where do I wow. sign how, up? How are we? We're way off, man. Like, And normally, I'm Mr. Optimistic, and you're usually Mr. Not Optimistic. And so... I feel like this is going to be a really, really good football team. I really do. I think Deshaun Watson is going to play like he did a couple of years ago. I love what they've done at wide receiver. I love, love, love what they've done on defense. I love Schwartz. I love that they made the change on special teams. I think this is going to be a really, really good football team. I think this team can play with anyone in the league. I think we're in for a fun season. God damn it. I hope you're right, man. In fact, I was listening to, you know, Daryl Ryder is notoriously super realistic, bordering on pessimistic. And with the Zadarius Smith pickup, he actually increased his win total from 10 to 11 tonight. So he has them winning 11 games this year. Daryl Ryder. So Rico, so what's eating you, buddy? Uh, just battered Brown syndrome, yeah, just a lifetime Neo, of being a Browns fan. Yeah, it's Neo, man. It's battered Brown syndrome. It's it's. I can't shake it right now. I'm Can trying. Can I give you a hug? Let's do it, man. Let's hug it out. Can we put a very tiny towel, like a washcloth sized towel, over your genital region and hug? Will that make you feel better? Can I try and entice you into more, or is that something that's not appropriate? <laughs> I think this team is going to be good. I think Deshaun Watson was shell-shocked last year from the just everything that had transpired in his life. I think he was a zombie. I think that this is going to be a really good team, and I think the Browns have a franchise quarterback who can play at an elite level. I love, love, love everything this organization has done this offseason, probably more than any offseason since John Dorsey was the GM. I mean, and even then we never had like, we never felt good about the coach, <laughs> you know, when John Dorsey was here. Right. So, totally. you know, we had Hugh Jackson and then, uh, uh, Williams and, and kitchens. Right. So I, I feel like Kevin Stefanski is capable of evolving. The team's going to throw the ball. They're throwing the ball, dude. 
I'm they excited. are going to be throwing the ball. Deshaun Watson better get warm soon because he is going to be throwing that shit everywhere. He's going to be throwing 30, 40 passes a game. Rico, when I look at it, I wonder where we went differently because I had them splitting with Bengals, splitting with the Ravens, and splitting with the Steelers. So I have them splitting all the division games. Um, uh, well, we, we have a two-game difference right at the beginning. I, yep. I have them going one and three. You have them going three and one. And yep. then, uh, I mean, it's pretty, you know, I, I think the biggest difference is at the beginning and at the very end because you yeah. have them beaten Cincinnati and I have them. No, I have them losing to Cincinnati in the last game of the season. I have them beating. I have them splitting with Cincinnati, winning oh, week okay, one okay, and losing okay. week eighteen. I have them. I have them losing to the Jets. No, I have them beating the Jets. I have them losing to the Jets. I have them losing to the Jets, and you have them beating the Jets. I think that yeah. So yep. it's just a couple of. It's mostly in the beginning of the season, and then just a couple of discrepancies throughout the schedule. But dude, listen, I agree with you. This is the best roster that they've had in decades plus. And so again, there's no excuse for them not to win double digit games. They, and go to the playoffs and, and make a run at it and win a playoff game, at least maybe two. They're that good. We just, they just have to do it. And I think with Kevin Stefanski being really this, this is like really, really his first normalish off season since he's been the head coach here. The very first season that it's been a really a regular off season. And Agreed. also, I think one of the best things to happen to Kevin Stefanski is that Jim Schwartz is going to be managing the defense and that he won't have to worry about it. You got to ha- you basically have a guy who's the head coach of the defense so that you don't have to, you can just set it and forget it like Ron Pope appeal so i think those two things are really going to make a gigantic difference in how he coaches and prepares this team and manages in-game decision making all that good stuff i think it's going to be a positive difference so yeah i, I mean i get had him go at eight and nine mostly tongue-in-cheek but i i, I think they they ought to win double digit games i really do i mean we're beating a dead horse at this Point, but it yeah. really the first month of the season is going to be absolutely Brutal. critical so the question yeah. is and the browns have that weird thing because of the hall of fame game so their training camp is going to be a little different when really they just need kind of same sameness but because of yeah. the hall of fame game they're going to have some weirdness this training camp is going to be micro analyzed you know stefanski's been criticized for you know camp cupcake um you know, preseason games are going to be hyper criticized. You know, are we giving enough reps to these guys in this new offense? You know what I'm saying? How oh, many snaps totally is Watson agree. getting? They need reps, 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 reps. When they hit the first game against Cincinnati, they got to come out like clicking. They, there's not going to be like in the past, like in the past couple of years where teams have not really taken the preseason very seriously. And then they spend the first couple of games kind of getting acclimated to the season. They don't have yeah. time for that. They have to spend the preseason getting ready for the, for the regular season. And, and so I feel like, they need a thousands of reps so that it's just muscle memory by the time the season hits. They really have to do things, I, my opinion, a little bit different this year. Hop in the Wayback Machine to the 21 season. Yeah. Remember how the 20 season ended with the playoff loss in Kansas City? 
We had this yep. dream season in 2020 where the Browns played amazing, had this really fun playoff victory in Pittsburgh. And then yep. we played Kansas City really, really tight. And it kind of looked like the Browns might go to the AFC championship game. Who was our first opponent in the 2021 season? It was the Kansas City Chiefs, if you remember. Oh, and that's right. The Cleveland Browns came out and played great in that they game did. right did. from the jump. That's right. And then Baker got hurt, I think, in week two or three. And then, of course, the season went down the toilet. But in that game, Baker looked great. He the did. Team played really, really well on the road in Arrowhead in a really, really difficult stadium to play in. And they came out. They came, and that was a Kevin Stefanski team. They came ready to play week one and played really, really, really well. So I expect that, that to happen again. That's very true. That that is a good example. They came out guns ablazing that year. And even though they lost that first game and Baker threw the interception, it doesn't matter because people, man, if you could have moral victories, that certainly was one. And they certainly backed it up with some good football after that until he got hurt. And then we yep. know what happened after that. But they really yep. did, to your point, they really did come out prepared um to start the season. So I mean, there's no he's done it before. With a quarterback that's not as good, right? Yeah. So there's no reason to think that he can't do it this time around. And they're all in Puerto Rico right now, I assume. Yeah, I'm playing, hey, right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're studying the playbook right now. Hey now. <laughs> all right, Rico, you ready to wrap? I am ready to wrap. Go Browns. Go Browns. Cleveland Browns, all day, all night.